Hey everyone, Ed Helms here. You might know me as Andy from The Office or Stu from The Hangover, or you might know me as the co-founder of BGS. I know, I'm just as surprised as you. They let me co-found something. But here's the thing, we're doing it again. Yeah, this time we're leaping into our other deep love, the vast and vibrant world of country music with something we're calling Good Country. Now this isn't just another newsletter. Think of Good Country as a place. A place where you can explore, learn, and dig into all of what makes country good. Seriously, country music has so much going on these days, and it's coming from so many different deep and soulful places, and we're here to cover all of it. Just as we've done for Bluegrass and Roots Music at BGS for over a decade. So sign up now at goodcountrybgs.substack.com and let us bring you the many sides of country music straight to your inbox. Good country. It's a nice place to be. Hey, it's Cindy Howes from the podcast Basic Folk, where we have honest conversations with folk musicians. Check out our very special 250th episode featuring an interview and performance with Basic Folk co-host Lizzie No. I feel like most women I know have an experience where They've been working and working and working to perform and to execute and to please everyone else. And then things sort of fall apart a little bit in some way or another. And partying can actually be a really important step towards getting free because it shows you where you need to fall apart and being on the dance floor, like in community with mm. other women and mm -hmm. in community with queer people. Mm -hmm. Like for me, those experiences have been so important. This time, Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folk's 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts. From BGS and Osiris Media, you're listening to The Shift List, where chefs talk about the music that fills their kitchens, restaurants, and recipes. I'm Chris Jacobs. This week on the show, part two of my conversation with John Winter Russell, chef and founder of Restaurant Candide in Montreal. This episode was recorded a few months back before the world was thrown into chaos, and it serves as a reminder of how integral chefs and independent business owners are to shaping the culture of our cities. Restaurant Candide is named after Voltaire's book of the same name, inspired particularly by the last line of the book, which states, let us cultivate our garden. And as I said in the last episode, this line is the guiding force to John's food as he works closely with producers local to Montreal and creates four-course meals inspired by those ingredients, dishes that are produce-forward but not exclusively vegetarian. To put it simply, the experience of eating at Restaurant Candide is unique and only something that can be experienced in Montreal. From the restaurant's location, set in a beautiful old Gothic church basement, to the warm interior that utilizes refurbished pews from the church and exposed brick along the walls that look into the kitchen, Restaurant Candide is part of the fabric that not only defines Montreal's restaurant scene in 2020, but its identity as a city overall. Now, thankfully, Chef John feels that he and his staff will weather COVID-19 and should be able to resume things to somewhat normal at the restaurant once restrictions are lifted. And he's been able to give back to the restaurant workers affected by job losses in Canada by offering beer deliveries every Friday. Stick around to the end of the episode to hear how you can support his efforts as well as opportunities to do the same in the States. And also be forewarned, there's some Celine Dion in this episode, but don't worry, it's only the French version of Celine Dion. From Restaurant Candide, recorded pre-quarantine, here's Chef John Winter Russell. 
My name is John Winter Russell, and we're at Restaurant Candide in Montreal. Basically, what we kind of try and do is we have a bunch of people that we work with that provide us with really delicious ingredients, and then we try not to fuck it up. And the menu's set up so it's always everyone that comes in eats four courses. You have two fixed entrees. You have mains that you have a choice between two. Sometimes it's a fish and a meat. Sometimes it's mushrooms or meat. Normally it's a fish and a meat, but very small portions. Like 80%, I would say, of what we serve here is plants. And that's just because they're more delicious. And the variety of tastes in plants is much more than the variety of taste in meat. Like the difference between, you know, like lamb, veal, and beef is much more similar than like mint, eggplant, and tomatoes. The rule is that it's all from around here and it's delicious. And then I think one of the most important things after that is because the food can be destabilizing because there are sometimes no reference points or, you know, it's a bowl full of endives and you're like, one, what's an endive and why would you serve me like a bowl full of, you know, warm lettuce in the middle of winter? And then you find out it's really delicious, but you feel comfortable enough that you're going to trust us and then you know a server will come and they're really 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 good and they can answer pretty much all your questions they don't have to go back and forth to the kitchen three times to answer all your questions they know the food really well they know the ingredients really well and you know that puts everyone at ease yeah. right and especially if the servers are excited about it right because like you know i've i've never had this before they're like Great. That's amazing. I wish I could rediscover this I ingredient. I wish I go back to that experience yeah. that I had when I first had it. So what is, what, who's in charge of the playlist on a, on a night-to-night basis? So what gets played in the restaurant during service, we play a radio station that records podcasts from East Brooklyn called Chances with Wolves. I, we got turned on to it by like my ex-girlfriend's best friend showed me her and me it before the restaurant opened. And I was listening to it and I'm like, this is what I want in the restaurant, 100%. And it's, it's, it's great because it's so comforting and weird all at the same time that I, I feel like it's, it's one of the ways that the music represents kind of the way we are. There's a, an accordion inter- instrumental version of Hotline Bling. Um, there's uh, House of the Rising Sun, but sung in like Laotian. There's a song called Chamba Ku that finishes the playlist, and it has literally become like everybody's favorite song in the restaurant. It's it's so good. And then the 
the, the best thing about it is it's kind of a little weird because there's like wolf howling sounds at like the start of some of the playlists and then they're not all the same kind of like vibe so sometimes it'll be like we'll put on one playlist and it's like uh, they did one that's all French songs so we'll put it on and it's like this is cool but it's like you know it's a little too down and then we're like oh we'll, we'll try this one but it starts with like Jimi Hendrix Star Spangled Banner doesn't make any sense whatsoever in this restaurant no but it's fucking hilarious and it just kind of like throws people off and then there's a brass instrumental version i think of a major laser song where you kind of like you're you're literally plating food and you're like i know this the first time the playlist went through and you're just like where do i know this from and my old chef de cuisine just like out of nowhere it's just like major laser I'm like, oh my god, yes, that's right. This is this is obscene. This is this is great. It's almost like you're trusting uh, this playlist in the way that you're asking your customers to trust the food experience. That's that's really good. That's really good. That that should go in the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm the host, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's interesting because I think you know you're, you're you're putting on something that you know that even if it's going to take take a left turn, yep. it's going to come back because the people who curated that playlist are people that you trust. Even if you don't know them personally, you've had enough experience to know like, okay, this is going to bring us back to somewhere that is probably more familiar and or interesting. And that's very much, it seems like the ethos of the space here. Yeah. And it's it's kind of great because what we'll do is because we listen to a bunch of them, like on like a a constant roll, there are some that come back. Yeah. More often, like, uh, there's um, the Aretha Franklin playlist comes back a lot, and it's, it's, it's great. Um, the one all in Spanish, 100%. There's a, I think it's a Spanish version of Puff the Magic Dragon. Cuenta la leyenda que una vez surgió and like that 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 hits me in my childhood right like that that song i learned when i was 3 or 4 years old 100% right and it comes on and we have you know we have uh, cooks that are like 22 23 so i'm like it's puff the magic dragon and they're like the fuck are you talking about right but it's also kind of like you also have to think it's also language based mm. right cuz like some of the the young cooks are all uh, native francophones mm. right so I don't know if Puff the Magic Dragon ever got translated into right. French, right? right? So there's like this always like this mix of kind of like different different music references. Like I've played Paul Simon and people are like, "Who's that?" Right? And I'm like, "Oh my god. Oh my god, I would so love to be 20 years old and discover Paul Simon." Kind of like your servers coming out and saying, I wish I could have that dish all yeah, for the exactly. first time. Would, how amazing would that be, right? Like, and, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, I've, like, what, what is this? It's really good. And you're like, it's Eric Clapton's Unplugged album. And where have you been living for the written your entire it's, life, it's right? It's Graceland. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, what? And then it's <laughs> like, but all those kind of like, my, my dad listened to a lot to like uh, old rock and roll and blues 
so like that's in my head and I've been listening to it so like you know like Keb Mo and BB nice. King you know are very kind of like stuff that is still in the back of my head and will come on every once in a while and I go oh yeah is there any francophile stuff that that comes across yeah so what ends up happening is then the service staff has this very kind of like strong emotional attachment to a very certain type of like Quebecois music from like the, between like 70s and like almost like late 90s there's okay. like there's a bunch of like different things there's a, a song called uh, that gets played more like after service uh, je suis bien plus cool sur la brosse which basically means I'm much cooler while I'm getting drunk or while I'm drunk or while I'm drinking and it's just like it's it's perfect it's perfect <laughs> There's like, uh, there's like Offenbach and Jerry Boulet. and uh, Céline Dion, but only the French stuff. the French stuff that's very very key and it she's she's crazy so like she's really really fucking good at her job but that that's like that's kind of like that's where we kind of like draw the line so there's like there's no Céline in English it's only Céline is pretty much only in French right then there's like there's like Quebec folks music that'll sometimes come on, yeah. which is really, which is really great because it like comes on and I'm like all excited because my mom is from the East Coast. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, great. So like they finish the Quebec folk song and then like I put on like Stan Rogers and everyone's like, no, John. And I'm like, ah, but it's the same thing, just in a different language. They're like, no, because they have like zero emotional attachment to it. Yeah. And so it's like, it just like, I'm like, I'm like, but it's, it's so good, right? I'm like, I'm like, come on, I'm going to put on Barrett's Privateers and everyone sing along. Shed no tears. Now I'm a broken man on the Halifax Pier, the last of Barrett's Privateers. One of the, I think the best things about not having this set of rules that you have to follow is that things can be a little kind of like weird around the edges. Like I'm more than happy to describe myself and this restaurant as just a, a soupçon of weird. Right. Um, and, but that, but that's good because you know, it's, it's not something that you would expect. And I think one thing as far as like in quotation marks, high-end food is, is it supposed to not be something that you're used to? Yeah. And I don't like to describe it as high-end food, but I know what we, you know, it's not expensive here, but it's not, it's not inexpensive either. So I know how lucky we are that we're supporting what we like to do with, you know, food that most people in most places in the world would go, 
you're out of your mind if I'm going to pay that much for a meal. I think, I think like that when it, things sound pretentious, I think pretension is kind of like when you have a lack of kind of like execution on something that's high-minded. Yeah, and actually, it's a good point. I don't, I don't think if something's well done and well-intentioned and is, is done in a way that is for, I think, artistic purposes, then I don't think you need to apologize. <laughs> like, it's okay, you're, you're in Canada, like apologies are kind of just, you know, like, <laughs> like farts. They just come out every once in a culture. while. That's right. <laughs> Thanks again to Chef John Winter Russell of Restaurant Candide. If you live in Montreal and need some craft beer delivered to your house, send an email to info at restaurantcandide.com. All proceeds will go to the Montreal Restaurant Workers Crisis Relief Fund. More info at mtlrestoreliefund.org. And also check out the good work being done by Chef Edward Lee here in the United States by checking out the Lee Initiative. They're feeding out-of-work restaurant employees all across the United States through the Restaurant Workers Relief Fund and can use any and all donations over at leeinitiative.org. The Shift List is produced by me, Chris Jacobs. Our executive producer is Amy Reitenauer, with help, as always, from the entire BGS team, including associate editor Justin Hiltner, marketing guru Joseph Klingel, and all the amazing writers and contributors that make BGS the best source for Roots culture redefined. Special thanks to Osiris Media. Check out their entire roster of music and culture podcasts over at osirispod.com. If you love The Shift List, please leave us a review or rating over at iTunes.com slash The Shift List. I'm Chris Jacobs. Thanks for listening. <laughs>